right. And we're going to look at the Lord's model prayer of Matthew 6, verses number 9 through 13. It says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Uh, this particular prayer is not just a prayer, um, but it is a model of how the Christian should pray uh, to make sure that our prayers are being heard by God, and that we are we don't fall into the trap of vain repetition. And so, we're going to look at ten elements of the Lord's model prayer, uh, and hopefully, we'll try to incorporate those into our everyday prayer time with God. The first element of prayer uh, is comes from the first phrase, "Our Father." Our Father. Uh, Father denotes that the one praying must have a personal relationship with God. Our relationship with God as Father is birthed from our reception of Jesus Christ. Uh, Those who deny Christ, contrary to popular opinion, is that those who deny Christ are not his children. But those who accept Christ have been given power to become the children of God. John 1 and 12 says, But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. So the one praying must have a personal relationship with God. Uh, James says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So those who are praying should have a personal relationship with God as Father. Right. Not only do we have personal relationship with God, but notice the language of Jesus, our father, which denotes that there must be some sort of relationship with other Christians. Okay, if there is no relationship with each other, then there can be no relationship with God without a godly relationship with your brother and your sisters. You can pray all day, but it will get no further than your lips to the ceiling. Our is the first word of prayer. We cannot even get to Father without first going through our. We cannot acknowledge our relationship with God as Father if we don't first acknowledge the relationship that we have with one another. So we cannot go before God if we have not established right relationship with our brothers and our sisters in Christ. All right, our Father, which art in heaven, here is an element of faith. We've never seen heaven. Those who are living have never been to heaven. We have not been able to view heaven with our natural eye. So to acknowledge the existence of heaven requires faith because those who are alive have never seen heaven. And so the second element of prayer has to be faith, all right? There has to be faith in our prayers. The reason we have confidence that heaven exists is because of our belief in God. Without God, there is no heaven because heaven is the place of God's eternal presence. 
wherever God's eternal presence is, there is heaven. Okay, so prayer must have an element of faith, all right, which art in heaven. That's faith. Hallowed be thy name. This is an element of worship. Our prayers must have an element of worship. We must honor and give God glory and give him adoration and the adoration that he is due, the adoration that he is deserving of. We must worship God in our prayer. The word hallow means to set apart. It means to consecrate and regard as holy. God's name is holy and therefore he is worthy to be worshiped. First Peter 3:15 says, "But in your hearts sanctify Christ as Lord." In other words, in your hearts set God apart, right? Worship is the central is the central core of the Christian's life. It involves a total response of devotion from believers. Worship is guided by scripture and is enabled by the work of the triune God who alone is to be glorified. There is no Christian who is not a worshiper first. Worship is not just what we do. It is who we are as children of God, and it must be present in our prayer life. Worship for the child of God is not an afterthought, afterthought nor does it have to be forced or coerced. Our worship flows from the depths of our soul. It originates from who we are because of who God is. John 4, 23, 24 says, but the hour is coming and now is here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We must worship God in our prayer. Fourthly, thy kingdom come. This is a spirit of expectation. When we pray to God, we must expect him to perform everything that he's promised that he will perform. We can go to God with an expectancy that whatever he said is going to come to pass will be performed in our life. And so when we go to God in prayer, we can go with confidence and the assurance, expecting God to perform that in which he said he would do. Give us this day our daily bread. Here is where we petition God. Notice this is the sixth element of prayer. So there's five other elements before we begin to ask God for anything. But most of the time in the church today, in the Christian's life today, the first thing we do is petition God. When in fact, in the Lord's model prayer, it is the sixth thing that we should do. After we've honored him, after we've worshiped him and laid down our faith and laid down our expectation, now is when we have good ground enough to petition God and ask God to give us this day our daily bread. Uh, another thing with this element is that it hints that prayer should be as often as we eat, <laughs> which is normally daily. Prayer should be daily. Give us this day our 
daily bread. All right. So we petition God here in the sixth phrase of the Lord's model prayer. The seventh phrase and forgive us our debts. Here we have confession. There is no need for the Christian to go before God hiding our sin. But we go to God to so that he could cleanse us and make us whole again. We don't need to go to God as Adam did when he sinned, covering ourselves in our own human righteousness. But we go before God naked and unashamed so that he can cleanse us. Prayer is not the time to cover your sin. Prayer is the time to have your sin covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay, so we go before God with honest confession and letting the Lord know that we have messed up. We're not perfect. We have not dotted every I, have not crossed every T. And God, we are in need of your sovereign grace, your sovereign mercy. And we need you to clean us up. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's number eight. Here is compassion. Here is where we acknowledge the sin that we've done in not forgiving our debtors. We ask God to forgive us as we forgive those who have done something wrong against us. We must show forth compassion in order to receive the compassion of God. We must, we must express our forgiveness towards our brothers and our sisters before we can expect God to forgive us. Forgiveness comes through Christ and it is the mark of the Christian's life. Our prayers should not be self-centered. We should resemble or remember others as we pray. We should remember others as we pray. Nine, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Here is dependence upon the power of God to preserve us in the face of the enemy, to preserve us in the face of the wicked, that even when we are led away of our own lusts into temptation, God deliver us once we get there. We believe we have confidence that you're a good, good father, you're a great God, and you will not lead us into temptation. But we know, God, that from the lust of our flesh, we are drawn into temptation. And so, Lord God, when we get there, we're asking you to deliver us from evil. We're depending upon your power. We're depending upon your authority and we're depending upon your sovereignty in our life. All right. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Now we tie it all back in and we acknowledge that God gets all the glory, that the kingdom belongs to him, the power belongs to him, the glory belongs to him, and it all belongs to him forever. We acknowledge his power. We acknowledge his sovereignty. We acknowledge who he is as God. And once we've done all that, there's nothing left for us to say but a man. We're sealing it with faith. We're sealing it with confidence that God will perform everything he said he would do. Go forth, friends, and pray right.